community content from Concentrate. You're up and Adam with Adam Montiel. now it's monday happy martin luther king day thank you so much for being up in adam my name is adam montiel chilly kind of cloudy temps in the low 60s pretty much everywhere it only depends on where you're at and how cold it's going to get at night temps into the 30s in paso low 40s it is just chilly at night around town fun show day number four of slow restaurant week we're going to meet the folks behind corazon cafe they're in San Luis Obispo, Choro, Higuera. And we're not just interviewing one of them. No, we're going to have the whole crew. We're going to meet the core team of Corazon Cafe. Again, day four, slowrestaurantweek.com for the latest. I've been fascinated. You know I love true crime. And I have been fascinated with the whole, like, FLDS, Warren Jeffs, the polygamy sect, all that stuff. When, the, when shows like that come around, I'm, I'm into it. And uh, I got linked up with Matt Browning. He's got a new show on A&E called Secrets of Polygamy. This guy is a big-time author, investigator. He's worked with FBI. He is an expert. He's a court expert on different hate groups. He knows about all of this. And he's got the show on A&E. It's on tonight. Debuted last week. You can catch up of Secrets of Polygamy. Can't wait to pick the brain of this guy. We'll talk to Matt Browning coming up in a few. Before we get into our lo-fi headlines, let's thank our friends at We Help You Legal. Get ready for a legal solution that's been a cornerstone of our community for 23 years. Meet Christina Knoll, Chris Rush, the dynamic mother-son duo behind We Help You Legal. Two convenient locations, including Slow and Paso, they're your go-to team for emergency, same-day or next-day documents. Save on things like trusts, wills, power of attorneys, deeds, even divorce, and more. How do they save you money? Well, they're not attorneys. You don't need that if you're just executing paperwork, and that's exactly what they help you do. Visit WeHelpYouLegal.com for a full range of services and 23 years of expertise in simplifying life's legal matters. Up and Adams, lo-fi headlines. KSBY's got a headline. Here's why you're seeing a British Royal Air Force plane flying over Slow County. So for the next few weeks, the Paso Airport will host the British Royal Air Force's largest aircraft, known as the Airbus A400M Atlas. This thing's massive. The airplane is being used for high-altitude parachute exercises nearby at Camp Roberts and Fort Hunter Liggett. According to the Royal Air Force website, California's favorable weather makes it a good place for the parachute display team to practice during the cold winter months in the UK. So Paso residents will probably be seeing that big-ass plane circling the skies in the coming weeks. And who knows what dropping out of it, but that's pretty cool. Okay, not sure I'm okay with the science in this next article. It seems like there's an entire wing of science devoted to reminding people to not be disgusting. Wash your hands, change your sheets, shower regularly, don't eat Taco Bell all the time. So this article is strange. Several top dermatologists are now, and I guess that's loosely quoted, several, you know, bunny quotes, top dermatologists are now saying that men don't need to change their underwear every day. Like, what? 
One doctor says, quote, in situations with minimal activity and no sweating, changing every other day may be acceptable. Hell no, it's not. Men's looser fitting underwear styles like boxers may also allow for slightly longer wear. No, unfortunately, women don't get the same pass. We shouldn't either. Their underwear is typically more tight fitting and because of the way their anatomy is set up, they're more vulnerable to things you don't want if you're not wearing clean underwear. That said, dermatologists still suggest that you should change your underwear at least once a day anyway to minimize the risks of infections and maybe even more than once a day if it's hot, you're active, or you're sweating a lot. Okay, file all of this in no duh. Yeah, the end of the story, obviously, yes, but the beginning, no, change the chonies every single day. A public service announcement from Up and Adam. You know, some one person is gonna hear this that totally needs you know, better hygiene, change your underwear every day. They're gonna hear this and be like, look, babe, Adam said you don't need to change your underwear every day. It's science. No, you do. You do. All right, finally, think back to 2023. If you had to put the over under on the number of times you got a perfect night's sleep, what would you say? Off the top of my head, I don't know, maybe eight, nine, 10. According to the new research, the average American gets a perfect night's sleep 132 times a year, and we get a good night's sleep about 120 nights a year. So that leaves 113 nights, which are it's either bad sleep or you didn't get any or enough sleep at all. That breaks down like this, 36% perfect sleeps, about a third good sleeps, and 31% bad sleeps. But those bad sleeps can be very disruptive. 65% of people say that a bad night's sleep is enough to ruin the whole next day, especially as you get older. That is most certainly the case. Stress and anxiety about health and upcoming tasks are the main reasons that people are struggling to sleep. People also think things like reading, warm milk, CBD, melatonin. They use those to get some Z's, but only 28% of people say they have a solution that's very effective. Now, this article mentioned CBD. I'm telling you about CBN. Ask your, you know, professionals about CBN because that stuff, no, you're not drowsy when you wake up. It's all natural and man, it works good. CBN for real. Okay, coming up, our chat with Matt Browning from A&E's Secrets of Polygamy. First, thanks to our friends at McClintock's, the place to be since 1973. 50 years McClintock's with the Steakhouse in Shell Beach, of course, the Saloon in AG, Downtown Slow, the products too. How about that F. McClintock's Recipe 15? They got happy hour every day from four to six. Get that McClintock's Recipe 15 in maybe, I don't know, a Manhattan, an old fashioned. It is their collab with Maker's Mark, a private selection, a one of a kind expression of Maker's Mark exclusively created for McClintock's. Check them out, show them some love. They're about as local as it gets, and for them to support us is about as local as it gets. Thanks, McClintock's.com. Up and Adams, lo-fi headlines. All right, the show is Secrets of Polygamy. It's on A&E, Mondays, started last week, you can still catch up. Episode two of the season is on tonight. We got Matt Browning from Secrets of Polygamy. This is going to be interesting. Thanks, Matt, for being up and at him. Yeah, no problem. Any Secrets of Polygamy? I also started digging into the book, The Hate Next Door. I hope to ask you about that before we uh, get off today. This is a fascinating story. And I remember maybe about 10 years ago, interviewed a Carolyn Jessup after her second book. You have such a vast amount of experience with, with folks like this, hate groups, gangs, and a lot more. What was it about this sect of people, of religion, of, of cult level status that got you so interested where you can use your talents there? Don't jack with kids. 
Yeah. Don't mess with kids. That's what did it for me. Is the within these religions, the religious groups, they're they're trafficking women and children and hurting children and marrying girls, you know, as young as nine years old. Don't do this. This is wrong. It's illegal. Needs to stop. Is Warren Jeff still calling the shots from a jail cell? Yes, he is. Wow. Yeah, Warren. Warren still. Warren is still. He still has his followers. He still has his people doing his biddings. He's still making the shots. He. He all from sitting in a cell 23 hours a day. How is he getting messages out? How is he doing this? You think now, now you're wanting me to spoil next week's episode. <laughs> I can't do that, man. You got to tune in. You got to watch. You got to find out. But yeah, he, Warren is doing that. He, he has somebody that he's using. And, um, and we talked, we talked a little bit about it in the episode that aired on Monday. Yeah. Is that, you know, he still has his, his very true believers tune in this, Tune in on Monday. It's good. It's it's it'll blow your mind. It really will. The the people that he has doing his work. I'm curious just the level of danger that this puts. Obviously, the women who are getting themselves out of this life, uh, the dangers. I, mean, I remember talking to Carolyn Jessup about like you know getting all the kids out at a certain time in the middle of the night, and a kid forgets something, runs back inside. You can't tell them that you're leaving for good. I mean, it's nuts. But to the, to that extent, and also to whatever danger this potentially extends to you. I tell you, any any one of these people who leaves these groups, it's this. Yes, it's scary. It's more of a, it's it's really a mental thing that they're dealing with because they're leaving their their families behind and hoping for the best for them and while wanting to save them. Um, for me, here's here's the problem. Once you put religion into anything, you've just turbocharged the threat mm. because now they're not doing it for for anybody else but God. God speaks through Warren as their leader in whatever Warren tells you to do, unless you want to go to hell, you're going to do what he says. And and there have been groups in the past that have committed homicide. So yes, there is a threat, but I'll tell you what, these women who stand up and who tell their stories and who are true survivors of the victimization that they've been through, I give them all the props, all the, all the, the courage goes to them, and and they are amazing people. Who's a bigger kind of threat in the way that they operate? Would it be these folks or the Scientologists? No, uh, now you're talking two totally different organizations. Scientology right. is, is one thing, and they have their leadership, and they have their rules, and they have their you know. I've looked into Scientology, not really an expert on it, but but I believe personally, I believe that any time that somebody is saying that God told them to do something is a threat. Yeah, whether it's Scientology, whether it's FLDS, whether it's Kingston's, whether it's the Brotherhood, a skin crew, doesn't really matter. God's telling them they're going to do it. Yeah, also when you talk about the victimization of children, it's like another level. Are these people, let me ask you, uh, we got Matt Browning here, any secrets of polygamy. Are these people smart? I mean, I feel in some aspect they're doing a lot of their own, you know, civil engineering in and around their compounds and building this and that. But then you watch some of them and you listen to some of them and you kind of wonder how really sharp or how really simple are they? I mean, I don't know. Um, I think the leadership is extremely smart and they're trying to create a simple, simple flock that will follow them. If that makes sense, they're yeah. trying, they don't like within the Kingston group in Salt Lake, they don't want their kids to go to schools. They don't want them to go to college. They don't want them. You know, there's some that do go because they come back into the church and, and bring in money and things like that. But on the majority, they don't want them to go to school because that opens their mind. It, it gives them the opportunity to learn what's going on. And it takes away from 
God's teaching to them that your job is to bring kids and your job is to bring in money for this church. Do you find that when people get out of this church, they are still people of faith or does it just ruin their desire for faith completely? I, I think that all depends on the people. I think I think somewhere I've talked to some who in their mind are they they are believers in God, but they won't go to organized meetings or organized religions. They have their own. Uh, I've I've talked to other ones who do, who join organized religions. It, it's a it's a personal journey that they make on their own. And and my wife Tiny and I we don't tell them to do one thing or another. We just give them the opportunity to thrive and survive and to and to stand up and speak out what they've been through. And as you watch Secrets of Polygamy, man, the stories are endless. We I mean we got ten episodes and. And we still have stories that haven't even been told yet. You know, is there a card in this house of cards or maybe a link that's a, that's weak that you see they have some vulnerability there? Uh, you know what? That's a great question. Uh, and again, I think it depends on the group with the Kingston's money. You take away the money, you're going to destroy the church. If you take religion out of any of these groups, you have organized crime. They're they're human. They're trafficking humans. They're moving kids from Utah to Arizona to North Dakota to to Oklahoma, Nebraska, wherever, to marry old men. You know, 912, we have people coming down from Canada. It, it's just, it's trafficking, human trafficking at its best. So let's, my thing really is don't, don't mess with the kids. Yeah. Consenting adults, do what you want to do. Don't mess with the kids. We got Matt Browning here. He's from Annie's show, Secrets of Polygamy. It is on tonight, Monday. Don't miss it. Really good stuff. It's, I mean, especially if you're like into the true crime, it's got a little of everything and it's, it's real, which is just unbelievable. He also wrote a book called The Hate Next Door. And I'm curious, Matt, what do you see? Is it white supremacy? Like we're being told, is it uh, the, the different groups that you see kind of manifesting, causing the biggest threat domestically here? What do you worry about? What do you notice? I see that we need to get involved. We everybody needs to get involved in the way that they can get involved. I, I see problems in all areas of what's going on. I think as you watch Seekers of Polygamy, we talk about corruption, you know, who's getting paid off, who's and, and I think we need to look into that stuff because, you know, we we can't be moving kids all over the place, taking them away from their parents and think that that's OK. So my I mean, if you want me to predict, I'm not I'm I'm not Nostradamus. I can't really predict. If you if you're wanting me to tell you my opinion, my opinion is 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 very simple. Let's see what's going on and act together as a community and stop it. That's why the secrets of polygamy is here. And that's why A and E wants this show out there. Let's make our own decisions. Let's let's look at the truth of what's going on and now let's make a decision. Because if we want the human trafficking of young women and children to stop, then we need to know what's going on. Well, it's going on. Watch the show. Final question for you, Matt. Someone who has the amount of expertise that you do. Did you see something in making Secrets of Polygamy that even shocked you? Watch the show, man. Um, I got so upset on, on a couple occasions. Not with the survivors. I give them all the love in the world. You got you to gotta support them. But it's from people who will not take responsibility for the things that they've done and caused. So yeah. tune in, watch the show. It's, it's amazing. Ten episodes, you got to see it. Thanks for uh, the, sending me the screening. It's fantastic. A&E's Secrets of Polygamy. Check out the latest episode every Monday. That means tonight, A&E. Matt Browning, thanks for the good work that you and your wife do. Appreciate you for being up and out of, man. 
Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You're up in Adam with Adam Montiel. Adam Montiel. Community content from Concentrate. For links and more, visit adammontiel.com. All right. Slow restaurant week, day number four. Before we meet our friends from Corazon Cafe, let's thank our friends at the general store, Paso Robles, offering local goods, hand-picked gifts, a curated cookbook selection, and all the best for your pantry and your home. The team at the general store, Paso, can help you pull together gift baskets for work or as uh, maybe a special thank you, a closing gift, welcoming bag, or just a thoughtful gesture to show that you care. Helping people connect with dozens of local makers is their jam. Celebrating 10 years on the park downtown Paso, open daily 11 to 6 and 10 to 6 on weekends. Check them out on Instagram at General Store Paso. From real people and good vibes like the gals at the General Store to real people and good vibes who I got a chance to meet. Downtown Slow Corazon Cafe. It is day four of Slow Restaurant Week. Go to slowrestaurantweek.com. 40 restaurants participating, giving you a chance to try their perfect pairing. It could be a pretzel and a beer. It could be this meal and that. It could be a a, a bubbly wine and this. You just got to go to slowrestaurantweek.com, see who's participating and what their perfect pairing is. Now, every time you go and you hang out at one of these places, you can enter to win a pretty incredible prize. $1,000 in gift cards to participating restaurants with Slow Restaurant Week. You're going to be eating like a king or queen for a long, long time. Go to slowrestaurantweek.com for more. And when you hit up one of these places, make sure you you enter. And now, if you, let's say you go there with like a bunch of your friends. You can all enter. Let's say you go a bunch of different times to a bunch of different places. Enter every single time. It's totally fine. Get as many entries as you can because that is a pretty sweet prize. All right, so Corazon Cafe closes at 5 every day. So breakfast, lunch, throughout the day, they close at 5. I got in there just after 5. We got in the kitchen with them, met the crew. It was so special. Let's check it out. Uh, thanks, Corazon Cafe, for being up in Adam, guys. Yeah, we're thank excited. You. Thank, thank you, you thank, thank you, Adam. All right, so we got the whole crew here. We got Chencho, who is in the kitchen, who we just made three of just these beautiful dishes. Chencho, thank you so much for letting me in your kitchen and uh, teaching me how you create these wonderful dishes. No, no, thank you. And uh, I'm so happy that you come and try our dishes, like uh, the chilaquiles with homemade chorizo and uh, special of the month, uh, pozole, is uh, vegetarians and can be vegan or can be pork. And the pozole, that's what we're doing for Slow Restaurant Week. Yes, and the other surprise was the dobladita de maíz con mole. Now, we're going to get into that because we, we shot a video of that in the kitchen, but the dobladitas, am I saying that right, one? Yes? Uh, dobladitas de maíz. Dobladitas de maíz. And the, this is like an enchilada, but instead of rolling it, we're actually folding it. Folding it, yes, with a filling inside, and then we top it with a sauce. You even got a little bit of inspiration from the trend now that everybody's doing birria tacos. Yeah, from the quesa taco, quesa birria. That was my idea, and uh, I see like, oh, I can do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Pedro, um, tell me a little bit about yourself and how you guys all started this. Good question. So, Chencho and I, we started like uh, five years ago doing the Keredin Tacos. It was funny. Uh, last year, or yeah, last year, we started um, looking a little place in downtown in Slow, something like that. But, you know, the rent and everything is so high. So, but we don't find this a small place. So, everything was big. And it was a surprise for us, this place. We never thinking about it. We are looking for this place. And... 
And the opportunity came, and I talked with Chencho. I said, I was working before in Big Sky and doing coffee, uh, the server. So I have a little experience for, for coffee, and Chencho, I have experience for the food. So we, maybe we can do that combined, do this, and then to open a little coffee. Like, we're thinking about, eh, it's going to be the... R- I mean, because we are Mexican food. We are a cafe. We are breakfast. We are brunch. But we are also a legit... I mean, I told you, I'm not even a coffee drinker, Pedro. This is incredible coffee. I'm on my second cup. Your latte's here. The first one was the... Uh, Tascalate. Tascalate. Mm-hmm. The Tascalate, yeah. The Tascalate is from Chiapas, my town. And uh, we, we, before to open this place, I was thinking, what can the drink I need to offer? The new ones. You know, the most popular with like matcha, taro, something like that, but I think something traditional Mexican and something I talk with. And this marzipan one, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And I was talking to Sarah about this. It's amazing when you have a coffee that's so well balanced and it's not depending on syrup. Yes. This is the other thing too. Mazapan latte, I tried the first time in San Diego and the last time in Mexico City. And I was thinking, hmm. Why not to bring this and the horchata latte too? The horchata latte I've tried in San Diego, uh, but this idea I can't find. I can't find this uh, these drinks in San Luis Obispo. Right. This is the reason. Oops, I need to do this, and we need to do this, and, and find the barista too. Cosette is not here, but she was the my right hand for the coffee, and she was the balance for doing this. And they say I like this, I like this, oh, perfect. So yeah, this is the story for coffee and and this place too and uh, support you know we have support my wife and the community Chencho and our friends yeah you know I first met Sarah all out of all of you I met you first Sarah and one of the things I was talking to you about when I first came in here and thank you so much for having me after you guys have already closed service you guys are very busy you guys are just about to go home and then you let this guy come in here cook some stuff in your kitchen and then we're all sitting around a table which to me is the most warm and friendly hospitable thing you guys can do it's allowed me to come in when everyone's gone and to let me sit at table with you guys but Sarah you have these shirts here that talk about the different aspects and really the pillars of what makes this place so incredible uh, the cafe the community the comida talk about that a little bit yeah, it kind of all evolved naturally. I mean, all of it is, it's just a dream. I think secretly, I always thought it would be amazing to open a coffee shop, but I never, ever imagined that would that would actually happen. Um, the opportunity came and it made us think about how we could combine those two things, the food and the drinks. And we created a niche here that we didn't know was, was needed or wanted or would be so well received. Um, you know, I've, I've always been, I, I'm an artist and a teacher. I'm also um, do kind of, I'm a case manager for children and families with disabilities. I'm very community minded. I come from a family who, you know, values volunteering, values being involved, values knowing their neighbors, knowing people by name. And, you know, when they were doing the tacos, I liked to, if I could, because I was always doing the social media and trying to promote. And I always believed, you know, it's it's what they're making, but it's also the story behind it. I love that kind of cultural and that anthropological side of... Oh, it's why I do what I do, of course. The story. Yeah, the story. Like, where did it come from? That's what makes it interesting. And so I always tried, if I could, to highlight that when they were making the tacos. And, you know, beyond my wildest dreams, now we have a place where I can highlight that in the social media realm, but also tell the story here on these walls. You know, I wanted to... I went to art school. I wanted to 
have uh, space on the walls to show art from community members, give people opportunities, especially people who've maybe never done that before. It's just thrilling to me to invite people in and to feel a part of this space. And so naturally, you know, Corazon 805 Tacos is how it started, and then this became something, and we thought, well, we're going to change the name slightly. We're a cafe now. We're not really doing tacos, per se. So Corazon Cafe seemed a, a good, obvious choice for the name, and then we kept thinking about what of what are our priorities, what kind of environment do we want to create here, and it just evolved naturally. Cafe, comunidad, cultura, comida. It just, it just worked. Chencho, when you talk about the cuisine here, you know, you could say, oh, it's a Mexican spot. But there's so many other like layers to the character and like where someone gets their recipes and the real, like we were just talking about, the cultura behind a space like this. Like, What is it about the cuisine? What do you want people to know about uh, the cuisine here at Corazon? Uh, I want to show, or we want to show uh, our customer or the people, the Central Coast, the little bit of our work, we, where we're coming from. Uh, I'm from Guerrero, he coming from Chiapas, and all this, most of the ingredients, I grew up with those ingredients. So we try to bring a little bit uh, from our parents when we make something new, or dish, or drink. You go like, oh, this remind me when I was like in the high school, oh, this remind me when I was a kid, you know, those things. Helen, let me uh, talk to you about how you joined the team. Uh, what are you doing here? These coffees are incredible. And how do you like being a part of this family? Honestly, it has been a really lovely experience. Actually, how I got here was I was just walking by the um, Thursday's market. Farmer's market? Yes. And then um, I just saw the shop, the pink color, really caught my attention. They were close by that time. And I was like, oh, that looks really nice. And then I went on their Instagram and saw that they were looking for a barista which I had no experience in. And I just emailed Sarah, which I believe you got the email, or Coco, which is our main barista. And they called me in right on Monday, did the interview right away. I kind of felt the amazing energy from the people, from them, the shop. And I'm also an artist, so seeing that the shop was, um, you know, really artsy. A lot. You felt at home? Honestly, yeah, right away, it was like a click. My mom was like, uh, by this time, I was living in AG, and then we were moving to Santa Maria, so it's like a 40-minute commute. My mom was like, what are you doing? That's a 40-minute drive. You know, gas is expensive right now, but I was like, I feel really connected to this. I don't know what it was calling me a lot. When I opened, which is like at 6.45, they're already here making 20 burritos for someone that is picking it up right in the morning, you know, so seeing how much they work. Even though they have like whole families to support, you know, kiddos from two years, two years of age to a teenager and still seeing them work every single day, that really inspires me. You know, that inspires me to also put a lot of effort into their business and greeting everyone with a smile. Although at times I see really customers that are like, you know, not as nice, but, you know, treating them with that smile because I know I'm the face of Corazon Cafe in that moment and seeing the amount of effort these three put in there it's, I have to do that as well. How do people learn more about you guys? Website is in development, but for now it'd be uh, mostly Instagram. The Facebook is, has some posts, but they don't always connect <laughs> together. Walking on by. At Corazon Cafe. Yeah, at Corazon Cafe here on High Garrett Street and following our, our Instagram page. 
One more thing I want to add is that we started, we were inspired by the um, slow food co-op over on Victoria Street that they do 2% Tuesdays. And so in September, we started doing that as well. So we are now taking 2% of our sales from every Tuesday of the month. And each month we choose a different local organization that we feel a connection to. There's a lot of them out there, but you know, little by little, we're connecting with different organizations. So, you know, come in midweek also to, to support. Uh, the Pozole, this is the restaurant week special get it so good i mean you chancho thank you so much for sharing your cuisine with me well no thank you it's my pleasure to have you here i mean like come and order the pozole and then ask for a free drink through 21st. 21st and the drink is really good this is like a sparkling water what'd you do here you had your own like tamarindo oh good question i need a mezcal but you know yes sir. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is a um, uh, pineapple juice or pineapple water chancho make every day with a little sparkling water and a little coconut syrup. And the rim is like the, I make the tamarindo syrup and I, what do you call the other one? Tajin. 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 Yeah, you were telling me about those juices in there. From the oh, watermelon to the pineapple. I mean, you are you're a juice king in there, too. Oh, yeah. We do all the homemade uh, agua fresca with uh, fresh fruit, like a watermelon, uh, pineapple, cucumber, uh, mango. And we have also handmade or vegan horchata. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And then we have regular chata, and also I made it here. And it's coming very well with the espresso. Or chata latte. Top seller, too. Corazon Cafe, we're on the corner of Higuera and Choro. Don't miss it. You will see the smiling face of Helen. It was great to meet you, Helen. It was a pleasure. Thank you for coming here and then, you know, advertising for this, guys. Yeah, and uh, cheers, guys. Thank you so much for being up and Adam, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Corazon Cafe. Corazon. Corazon. Again, go to slowrestaurantweek.com for the latest on Slow Restaurant Week from now until January 21st. And thanks to Doughboy at Wild 106. I was on his show on Friday morning. And also Jennifer Grant from 95.3 The Beach. Thanks to both those folks for having me on their airwaves to talk about Slow Restaurant Week. All right, speaking of some more folks, we'll talk to my friend Mike's Pizza. We'll talk to Luna Red and Novo. I want to get folks from that new platypus on the air this week. Maybe talk to Chef Nicolo from Mama's Meatball. We're diving in big to Slow Restaurant Week. I hope you do too. Go to slowrestaurantweek.com. All right, again, thanks to our friends at We Help You Legal, General Store Pass Robles, Dow Vineyards, Woods Humane Society, F. McClintock Saloon and Dining House, and Tin City Distillery for being up and at them. Technical consideration provided by Full Cup Solutions. Original music by Dan Curcio and Moonshiner Collective. Excited this Saturday to be hosting the San Luis Obispo Chamber of Commerce Gala. That is going to be something this Saturday. Can't wait. Also, so much good feedback. We mentioned on the show Friday that I was asked to do a TEDx talk at the next TEDx at Cal Poly. It happens on April 14th. I'm extremely excited to even have been asked and thought of for something like this. Of course, we're going to do it. Um, one end, I'm, you know, scared AF. And on one end, I'm excited AF. It's, you know, it's what, what a ride. What a ride. The theme of the TEDx talk is determination. 
So, and just for the feedback, some great tags like Alex, Blake. Okay, we're gonna prepare this way. We're gonna do this. We're gonna get this ready. Like, just it was so cool. So I'm excited for it. It's gonna be something again, April 14th, and I'm sure you will hear us talk a lot more about it. Introduce you to more people that are gonna be participating in it, and uh, we'll be all about it here for sure. All right, I hope you have a wonderful day. It's gonna be a great week. I can feel it. Thanks for making us the first podcast of your day, for rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast, and most importantly, sharing it with a friend. Thank you so much for being up and out of it. Start again.